3 a.m. Again, why did I ever think this was a good idea? Welcome to the Rise and Run podcast. Join our group of Run Disney friends as we talk about running at Walt Disney World and beyond. We'll discuss recent runs, training, upcoming races, and surprise topics suggested by you, our listeners. Well, the alarm's gone off, so let's go. Hola, hola, yo soy Valeria de Argentina. Bienvenidos a Levántate y Corre, el mejor podcast de running en Disney World. Hi, this is Valerie from Argentina. Welcome to Rise and Run, the best podcast for runners in Disney World. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to episode 75 of the Rise and Run podcast. Thank you, Valeria. We got a bunch of new introductions, recorded most of them at the meetup during Princess Weekend. And I figured since Valeria came the furthest, we go ahead and put her up first. So thank you for that. It was great to see her. She's, you know, gang, she came from Argentina and she's coming back for springtime. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's a long trip. Hey guys, I'm Bob. I'm here tonight with John. Hey, how you doing? With Lexi. Hello. With Jack. Hi. With Allie. Hi friends. With Greg. Hey, hey, hey. And in honor of it bringing our princess recap, we have two special guests with us. You, re- you may remember Taryn from a few episodes ago. Taryn, good to see you again. Good to see you guys. All right. And we've asked Megan to join us. Megan is a perfect princess challenger. Megan, thanks for joining. Hey, my pleasure. Thank you. you. That's a great title. You know, I mean... If you've done all of the dopey races, you're a perfect dopey. You know, you, people can take that a different way. And Wine and Dine has the perfect two-course challenge runner. That doesn't trip off the tongue. But the perfect princess. Yes. That's a good one. And, and it's a challenge. And, and it's a perfect princess challenger. You were telling me that um, you're a perfect princess challenger, which has how many years now? A 10-year anniversary this weekend. 10 years but that you had run the princess half before, right? That's right. That's right. I actually did the inaugural princess in 2009. It was on um, March 8th, which was really cool because it was International Women's Day. Fun fact there. Uh, But the bad thing about it that year was that it was the first time that the time had changed that early. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 2009. And we lost an hour of sleep. It was... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, you get a race day. Race yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Think of that's right. That's right. Uh we get it we get it back at wine and dine though. That's right. Because that's right. Yeah, wine and dine is longer. always when we return to standard time. That's right. But, gosh, I didn't even think about that, Megan. Yeah. So I think they, they moved it the next year, which I missed, and then I was back um for the third, fourth, and fifth years. Um uh, when I came back for the third year, I said I'm never missing this again. Um, but I had to find out my why. Um, but that was the weekend um, that they now have it every year, the last weekend of February. You got some neat stuff for being a perfect, didn't you? I did. I got a beautiful Run Disney gift bag. Uh, mine was pink. And they gave us a fluffy white bathrobe with an embroidered yeah. crown that said Run Disney Perfect Challenger. Oh, it was 
beautiful and lovely. And we also got um, <clears throat> a corksicle wine glass, uh, pretty cool, that also said perfect half on it. So I felt like I kind of redeemed myself and missing that second year because it said perfect 15 years. I was like, yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> nice. I, nice. I, the reason I missed that second year is because uh, I had done the inaugural with my sister who was not interested in returning. Um, and I lived in Tennessee at the time. And we decided that we would do the inaugural wine and dine. And yeah, so we just just didn't do the second year. Didn't know perfect was a thing. No, no, right, right. A lot of us, yeah. Anyway, that worked out. That's great. That's fun. I'm glad you're here. Taryn, you ran the half this year, right? I did. It was first so time at Princess. Fun. It was first my time first time. I was just thinking I need Disney to come up with a new race series so that I can now begin my perfect journey because I'm really I jealous know. of that robe. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, they, uh, they kind of messed us over with springtime surprise in that folks thought, oh, here it is. Here's my chance to jump in and be a perfect at something. And they said, nope, no perfects for springtime surprise. No, it's not fair. It's uh, we were going to try. It was going to be amazing. And then yeah. they crushed our dreams. Yeah. I, I was perfect for Tower of Terror three years running. Tower of Terror. See, that that would be, I would love to be a perfect terror. That would be great. <laughs> perfect terror. That's, oh gosh, that might be better than a perfect princess. I like it. I like it. Friends, we're going to recap Princess Weekend in this episode. But before we get to that, We've got a special guest. Our friend, America's coach, Jeff Galloway, is here with us. And gosh, Jeff Galloway, it seems like I was just talking with you what was it, like a day or two ago, wasn't it? <laughs> you know, it not only seems that way, but according to my memory, it was a fact. We were talking <laughs> lots this weekend, and it was all good. Oh, it was fun. It's I tell our listeners that if they pass up an opportunity to talk with Jeff Galloway at the Expo, shame on them. That uh, it's, it's a wonderful experience. Hey, great weekend, wasn't it? Oh, it really was. I, You know, Barb and I were talking about it afterwards, and there are always so many good connections at Princess Weekend. It, it It's just a different atmosphere and has a lot of ways that people interact with one another that they don't at other events. But I'll have to tell you, I don't believe that there have been that many people that came by my booth at any other Princess Expo. Wow. It was it was just solid every single day. Yeah. Until the very end. I mean, it was wow. wonderful. Wow. I, I got over Saturday afternoon and you were busy. I happened, I got a chance to sneak in for a second, but by golly, that's one of my tricks is to go later in the week and I spend a little more time with Jeff or Chris or whoever. Nope. It was, it was packed. It was good to see Jeff. It's good to see Run Disney coming back. I know we're not quite at pre-pandemic numbers yet, but we're really close and I, I'm excited to see that. It's real close, and uh, the feeling is all back. It's it is. It's just wonderful things. It is. It's fantastic. Well, it was always great. I hope our friends had a chance to say hi. I, I'd like to talk with you real quick, Jeff, about a subject that we don't talk a lot about. We tend to, when we, when we talk, we tend to focus on what I'll call the feature 
races of the weekend, the long ones, the challenges. And sometimes we forget about our friends who are running a first 5K. And I'm curious, and I know you do, what kind of thoughts or suggestions do you have for someone who's really on the fence and thinking, I I don't know if I can do this or not, but I'm going to try a first 5K. Well, since the Run Disney folks have made me more into a uh, course uh, character, uh, a, you know, my uh, a character stop. Yeah, uh, indeed. Which I, I embrace and I love. Uh, I and mean, we like it too, Jeff. We look forward to it, I promise. It's such a great role. But uh, since that happened, I have been running the 5K at all the races. And therefore, I have been interacting with a lot of the folks that you're talking about here. Yeah. These are folks that um, don't usually do other events, the longer events. And surprisingly, there are quite a few of them that train for a year or more to get ready for their first Disney 5K. It's a big deal in their life. It's huge. And they are as excited as I normally see first-time marathoners or half-marathoners. That's great. The change of life, and it's just wonderful. And I really salute all those who right. use a 5K as a goal, and I'd love to cover anything that you think uh, would be appropriate about this. Well, how about some basic, and I know you've got training plans published, some Run Disney training plans, but some thoughts on what kind of training they should do. Some of them, I'm sure, are not used to run, walk, run, or anything like that. So maybe maybe a little bit about how to get ready for this first 5K. Well, this is very timely because uh, my son Weston, who is in charge of our Galloway training app that just came out, um, Weston um, has put me on task to um, put out for him that he can put up on the app a 5K training program that would allow you a beginner to build up to a 5K in about 30 days. Nice. In about a month. And so the bottom line in uh, a short fuse like that, uh, first of all, is that I have seen thousands. I've worked with thousands who have done it. So I know that it's certainly possible to get up to a 5K in one month. But it has to be mostly walking for beginners. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, I do uh, go back at the beginning of the program and say, look, what we really want you to have done, uh, at least for one week before you start this program, is to walk three days a week. Not every day. Uh, Every day for a beginner could be too much. But if you walk for Uh, five to 10 minutes the first day, take a day off, and then walk uh, 10 to 15 minutes the second day and take a day off, and then walk for 15 to 20 minutes on the third day. And you can take breaks during your walk if you're having trouble with that. But just walking three days in a row prepares the feet and the legs for the upcoming training that would get someone into beginning running. I think it's fantastic. And and whether your goal is just to finish that 5K upright with a smile on your face, of course, or maybe is a, 
I got a feeling that a whole bunch of folks who thought, I can't do a 5K, someday end up on those halves and challenges and, and maybe even marathons. So it's a great way to get started. And I can't think of a better way to start than with a, a Jeff Galloway run, walk, run plan. I, I know that's why I'm still in there. <clears throat> well, I, I appreciate that because you and I have been uh, in conspiracy to bring people <laughs> into this thing. And you we got it. are the beneficiaries of hearing their yeah. stories. Uh, but the four-week program that we have um, enables people to walk gradually longer on the weekend each week. So that's one of the workouts. And then uh, the other two workouts would incorporate a very small amount of running. The way that we like to have people start running is to run no more than five seconds at a time and walk uh, 45 to 60 seconds. Mm -hmm. And if you're doing that, the body can adapt to those short running segments. Uh, at first, the amount would only be about eight to 10 minutes of that five uh, second run. And then um, it would, uh, you could add three or four minutes to each one of the workouts uh, as you proceed on each workout. And there are only three workouts a week. You're taking a day off in between to completely recover. And we've had great success in getting Absolutely. people within a month up to a 5K. Absolutely. And, and friends, if this sounds new to you, trust us. It works. It works. Well, Jeff, thank you for that. Now, let's get down to brass tacks and why I really wanted to talk to you. And that is one of my well, maybe not one of, maybe my favorite non-Disney event of the year, the Jeff Galloway 13.1 weekend in Atlanta. It's coming up. We're only, oh golly, just uh, about two and a half weeks away. Let's talk, but let's start, Jeff, and let's talk about the 5K. That's changed a little bit this year, isn't it? Yes. Uh, normally, it's... Uh... Barb's 5K, my wife Barb, uh, when she uh, saw that I was putting together a half marathon, she said, well, why can't I have a race too? <laughs> our Galloway weekend? Good and, deal. Uh, family members are there and everything. And so, yes, um, it, it is uh, presented by Barb Galloway. But the theme this year, because it's on St. Patty's weekend, is uh, St. Patty's uh we have a leprechaun 5k nice nice i'm sad i got my green shirt green shorts so i'm ready to go it's fun they i've already heard from dozens of people that have all types of uh outfits and get up that they're gonna have it's gonna be fun and festive now, i glossed over something a little bit i've i've been to a bunch of these normally they're in december this year they are in march i think the weather might be a little nicer this year. Yes, we have had more than our share of December chilly weather for our race when it was scheduled in December. But uh, March is just a wonderful month in Atlanta because not only is the weather just about perfect, not too hot, not too cold most days in March, but it is the beginning of spring. And Atlanta has a beautiful spring. We are running predominantly around our storied park there, Piedmont Park. It's just a beautiful course. Yeah, 
Yeah, we'll get flowers in bloom. It's, I think it's going to look really nice. Um, so we've got the 5K, the Leprechaun 5K, hosted by Barb on Saturday. On Sunday, the JG 13.1 throughout Atlanta. Let's talk about that a little bit. Well, the event itself is a very uh, fast course for Atlanta. Now, Atlanta's hilly, and there are hills on the course. Uh, However, a race director, if he really uses his resources, and I mean talking about topography and uh, streets and so forth, can find an elevation at the start that is higher than the elevation finish. And that's what we've done. There's a significant drop from start to finish. And as a result of this, we have a whole slew of personal records that are set on our course. It is the fastest course in Atlanta. And several people from Florida have told me it's the fastest course that they've ever run on. Yeah, yep. We need to look for places to practice for the hills here in Florida, Jeff. But I can testify to that also. I didn't think it was going to be the case because you'll get on some of those hills and you'll start thinking, Mr. Galloway. But <laughs> you get to the end. And I know uh, I, I PR'd this course a couple of years back. Yay! Uh, won't be doing it this time, but that's okay. That's a whole different story. We're fine there. Now, runners can show up live or you could run as a member of a relay, correct? Absolutely. Uh, We have a lot of options. Uh, We want to bring people together. That is a major theme that that we could chat about in a few minutes. But the bottom line is there are lots of opportunities for doing it. And you don't have to go 13.1 to to get your medal and join a team. Right. And I also don't want to forget this is very important, the virtual option for those who can't get to Atlanta. Now, how long is the virtual option open this year, Jeff? Well, we've got great uh, medals, and this is what mm-hmm. draws people uh, mostly to the virtual. But as part of our extended family, we've, we have so many friends through Run Disney and through so many other events and, and things that we do. And uh, a lot of them realistically can't get to Atlanta on a given day during the year. And so the virtual is up for that. Um, we will have an extended period. Uh, it's going to last uh, until summertime. Okay, great. Uh, so you've got time to do it. And uh, if you want special permission to extend that a little bit, just let me know. Just go to jeffgalloway.com. There's a free email there. I'll, I'll work something out for you. A good deal. Good deal. Very flexible. Yeah. I've, I've taken advantage of that several times also. Glad uh, to. Yeah. I run the virtual. So exciting weekend. I, it's a, it's a family get together much like Disney is. You're going to, if you go, you're going to meet people, you know, you're going to see old friends. You're going to make new friends. You're going to get some quality time with Jeff Galloway. I can promise you that Jeff, you hang on. I don't know how many hours you hang on at the end of the race there to make sure folks get photos. Absolutely. And, you know, most events, except for the Disney events, folks, runners are generally focused on getting to the race, getting their expo stuff, doing the race, and then going home. At our weekend and the Disney events, 
There's so many other things to do mm-hmm. that connect people up. It's all about connecting people. And uh, I'm very glad to say that we uh, have tremendous signups for the small meeting greets that I'm going to be doing where we can talk about anything you want to running wise in these things. And people bring up all types of stories yeah. <laughs> and, and, and uh, ask me to tell some of my uh, funny or strange stories and stuff. And I love doing that, but we're connected. You're right. You are our right. Galloway family members will be there too. Um, the close knit family and our extended Galloway family. Good deal. You remember, Bob. Oh, thank you, Jeff. I'm so honored. I, I'm thinking uh, you're talking about telling stories. I think I could move my lips along with you for some of them, and that's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I love I love that. I love that. I can hear them over and over again. Uh, one last thing I want to ask you about or let you talk about, the VIP option for the race. That uh, I am told by those who have joined VIP programs at other races uh, is the best one that they have ever been a part of. It uh, has a number of special benefits that you'll see on there. Uh, I don't need to go into every single one, but uh, one of the really best highlights is that we have a refre- uh, refreshment center mm-hmm. right near the finish line. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. Uh, inside a building in case there's inclement weather. And it is so warm and cozy yeah. in the way that you sit down, get your food, talk, you go back and get some more food and drink. And uh, again, it's all about putting people together, allowing them to connect, allowing them to meet one another. I've heard of so many stories of folks who have met really good close friends at the VIP uh, things that we do at our race. Yeah, it is. It, it's a it's a good value. That is a very nice. I've I've been. That's a very nice spread afterward. We don't want to forget the customized training that comes along with that too. That's right. You get free customized training with uh, Chris Twiggs, who is our chief training officer with Galloway, and does a fantastic job. That is the best deal in training that you can ever get, and so much of it is the personal attention that Chris gives. Positively, positively. And and like, I'm so fond of my association with Jeff Galloway, my association with Chris Twiggs. What a, what a great guy. I'm so happy to uh, be part of that group also. Now, one more thing going on I'd like to talk about, Jeff. And this is a thing's going on for a while. The Fidipides Challenge started last year. It's back this year. How's it going? You know, part of the whole message that we promote is what's next. You know, one thing, it's one thing to have the training programs, which of course we do and we love doing that. But there's a whole lot of folks that seem a bit adrift after they've trained for six months and they do the event and then they feel like something's missing during the next weeks or next month or so. And so what we provide are ways to keep people connected. Some of them are virtual events that we do. Um, Some of them are the actual events that we put on, such as what we just talked about, our 
Barb Weekend. But the Fidibity's Challenge is a different type of what's next. And what it can do is allow you to run whatever mileage you want day after day after day after day to accumulate over 300 miles that covers the course virtually that the founder of our sport, Fidipides, did back in 490 BC when he founded our sport. And it gets back into the history of the founding of democracy and the Battle of Marathon and all of the changes that occurred in our society as a result of democracy. It's really a fabulous story. And um, last year, Dean Carnassus and I uh, worked in cahoots to put together uh, a storyline of what could have been going on behind the scenes as Pheidippides ran those 327 miles from Athens to Sparta and then from Sparta to Marathon and finally from Marathon to Athens. Now, in the history books, he only got credit for (laughs) the 26 miles or so that Mm -hmm. were were from the Battle of Marathon into Athens. But um, the Greek historians have a whole nother slant on it. And I've been privileged to go over to Greece on 19 different occasions and speak with dozens of Greek historians. And they basically believe, based on a lot of evidence, that Phidippides was far more than a messenger who just ran from one point to another, even though that was hundreds of miles at a number of times. What he was, was a brilliant negotiator. And even though he was very much involved, uh, the Greek historians believe, in the Battle of Marathon and coordinating the messengers to uh, help the Athenians win the battle against the Persians, he was mainly a man of peace. He would run long distances and negotiate treaties. He was a brilliant negotiator and the very best one that the Athenians had. And he made a positive mark on history. Well, we believe that he wasn't given his due. And so that's why we have this uh, challenge in which you can run your run on a given day and uh, log the miles in and it'll tell you where on the course Uh, on our website, it'll tell you where on the course you are and give you some history about what you're passing. And at each city where you pass, it'll actually unlock some of the historical facts and graphics of what that city was like when Pheidippides was running. It's uh, been a chance to connect with the roots of running from the very beginning, the history, the very rich history that distance running has in connection with history as itself of Western civilization. And then a chance to get in your runs and feel uh, accomplished. And I have to tell you, I'm going to brag on the medal. Oh, yes. It's it's a fabulous yes. completion medal. If, if you hadn't, I was going to. And, it, and it's a great looking shirt, too. It really is. and Very it, nice looking shirt. It involves the tradition of the Greeks and the Parthenon mm-hmm. and uh, all of the, and uh, Athena, who was the goddess of victory and also the goddess of Athens. 
and led them into victory. A whole lot of stuff comes out in the narrative that I did uh, as part of the audio. So, yeah, let's let's stop there. Let's not spoil too much, Jeff. Sure. Let's not give too many away. We'll, uh, I will tell you what a unique and uh, exciting and, as Jeff describes, a fun challenge. And you get to open up anyway. I'm going to stop, too. You get to, you get to listen to these great audios that open as you go along. It may sound like a 327-mile virtual challenge is a bit long, but remember, you basically have all year to do it. Oh, yes. You've got uh, whatever time you want. We'll take that and get you that medal and T-shirt. It's a fun one. For more information on all of these, jeffgalloway.com is the place to go, right? That is correct, Bob. Okay, fantastic. Jeff, I think I'm going to let you go here. Um, once again, thank you so much. I know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you spending time with us. My friend, I will see you in approximately 15 days and two hours. And, Bob, um, I'm looking forward to that. We have a lot to catch up on because we're constantly doing stuff, and you are on the front lines of helping people improve their lives. Thank well, I appreciate you. it, Jeff. I'm just following your lead. I love right. it. See you soon. Okay, see you, Bob. Well, thanks so much, Jeff. It's always a pleasure to have Mr. Galloway with us. All right, now, getting back to Princess Weekend. I ran, Jack and Allie, and our friend Megan and Taryn ran. So that means that Lexi, Greg, and John are going to be here asking us questions about it. Let's start out, and let's go back talk about the expo for just a little bit. We don't need to spend a lot of time here. But my first observation of the expo was it's getting back to being big again. What did you what did y'all think? Okay, so the first expo I got to do was Wine and Dine last year. So it was pretty small. So I've actually just been able to see it really small and then it's like grown. <laughs> so it was really fun. And then I brought my sister with me this year. So it was it was so fun to just like go in, go shopping and and see all the booths. And the Pandora booth was so stinking cute. Oh yeah, that was neat. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. I feel like I feel like this has princess vibes. I'm totally here for this. Yeah. For for folks who weren't there, uh, tell them what it was like. Uh, so I, you know, I love all of the tutu booths. Like the, I know there's like Sparkle Athletics, a Fuzzy Fizzies booth, which is my favorite booth because you just go get them and then you just pop them in the bathtub after the races. And it's like, oh, especially if you don't have a hot tub, because here's the thing. If you're staying at a resort, the hot tub is a walk away. So if you have uh -huh. a bathtub yeah. in your room, then you just get the Epsom salt from the Fuzzy Fizzies, pop it in the bathtub and you're on your way to recovery mode. <laughs> That's our good buddy over there. You know, that that's Pamela. She's a good friend of the show. What a genius uh, product. I love it so much. She's pretty sharp. I know. I'm into it. I love it. <laughs> but the Pandora area, folks who weren't there, what did, what did it look like? I'm not going to lie. I didn't actually go inside of the Pandora area. I just looked at the outside. Did you go in, Megan? I did because I have a four-year-old who demands that we go into the <laughs> castle that is hers. It's all her castle. So um, last year was actually the first year I remember seeing it. So um, we did that last year and they made you look at some Pandora jewels before to know uh, what you might be interested in purchasing. Uh, this time they had a little uh, iPad set up and you can register to win something. Uh, I said, sure, I'll register to win. More emails. Great. Um, so 
I did tell my uh, tell them as I went in, we're just here to look. Thank you very much. And by the way, how much are these again? And I was off on my pricing, um, but we took some pictures so that we could say that we saw the inside of the castle, which was really just like going to the mall and looking at some Pandora jewels, which was wonderful. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. We weren't there for very long. I thought it was kind of, I thought it was neat. My wife went in and came out with less money in her <laughs> she went in and um but yeah she got some stuff there she was playing on it it, it was it was neat it was like a little what it was like a pink castle and it, there was a line to get in and it took a little while so that was pretty cool and yeah i, I think it's great you mentioned taryn about uh, wine and dine yeah it's grown back up quite a bit since then and that expo is either at or pretty close to what I remember it being before the pandemic. It was busy too. Yeah, it was. It sure was. Even when I went at, I think I got there at like 7 p.m. It was still very busy at the expo. Um, there's just something very unique and special about princess the princess races in general, but the princess expo especially gets me kind of um, just excited there's a lot of things that are geared mainly towards um, women. And a lot of times I, I know that um, women can be left out of sports in general. And so just seeing um, a lot of things that are geared towards women in the expo is exciting and seeing a lot of, um, I think, I don't know what the stats are, but I think it's like three quarters or more of women who run princess weekend. Oh, it's 80%. Um, yeah, eighty yeah, percent. Yeah, and and so there's just something like really exciting and empowering um, for me personally when I go to the expo to see people just excited about you know doing this sport and I don't know I just love it. It's it. I'm not a girly girl, but there's something that the princess brings out in me that makes me feel like super empowered and super strong. Well, I think that's neat. And I think it's a neat observation on your part, Allie. And I will say from a guy's perspective, I didn't notice that. I mean, oh, I didn't walk in. I didn't walk into the expo and go, oh, geez, this is for girls. No, no they don't. Not, they not don't make all. it. Yeah, they don't make not it like all. so that it's um, alienating for, for guys to come in and do the races. No, either. not at all. Yeah. You want to you know what I noticed? And I'm not joking about this. You're going to think I'm making a joke. I'm not. And, listeners most everybody knows i'm pretty tall i felt really tall this weekend <laughs> <laughs> it was in the corral in the expo it was easy to see as far as i wanted but that's the only that's really what i noticed i was all set up for oh princess is going to be different and the expo is going to be a zoo and people are going to be no no i i thoroughly enjoyed it so our buddy Ryan Teets actually just uh, about half an hour ago posted on yeah. our Facebook page the breakdown of male versus female participants. Uh, oh, in, interesting. As it related, at least just to the 10K and to the half marathon. Um, but for the 10K, it, the field was about 16% men. And then the half marathon was only uh, 18% men. So that right. gives oh. you an idea of, of what the ratios wow. are. But going back to the expo now, uh, I need to get everybody's opinion on 
the big quote-unquote controversy of the expo, and that is what are everyone's thoughts on the off-center crown on no. the ears? No. <laughs> it was so upsetting. <laughs> I have no comment there. I really don't. Uh, it made my eye twitch. Wasn't there something at Marathon on the coffee cups as well? Oh, yeah. They forgot something. Yeah, I don't re- I don't recall, but yeah, there, there was a mistake. Yeah. Well, also the coffee cups this year had Cinderella marked as 13.1, Moana as the challenge at 19.3. So they had, those re- they had those reversed too. So I think this is going to be my new thing going forward. I'm going to just go through and search the merch and look for like, it's like yeah. my own hidden Mickeys. They're yeah. Going to be like yeah, right. Mickeys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's like fun scavenger hunt. Like yeah. Misprinted stamps. You'll hold them, and they'll be collectors' items, and yeah, <laughs> that's pretty cool. So we had we had fun at the expo. I enjoyed it. I don't remember anything else in particular. I do. I did what I typically do. I went back later on. I went back, but it was pretty crowded throughout most of the week because people who were running everything came in Thursday. Any everything or the five k came in Thursday. Challenge runners had to be there by Friday. And I was there on Saturday, and it was a pretty good crowd there on Saturday, also. So yeah. And- so when I I didn't get to the expo until Saturday afternoon, and I mean it was like one thirty. So they close at three. Mm-hmm. They and close at like, three, oh, right? They're just going to be able to walk right in. There's going to be nobody there. Oh. It was more packed than I have ever experienced it. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. I'm like finding yeah. through the crowds. There was lines to you know pick up my bib. So it was it was busy. I'm pretty sure I was there at that time. I didn't um, see you. Yeah, well, like I said, I was easy to see this weekend, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Adam on his way out of the expo when I was coming in and he was wearing he was wearing a cape, which I <laughs> thought was pretty cool. He was wearing a oh, Jeff right. Galloway and, cape. And a, and a tutu. That's right. Yeah. Um, and I saw our friend Chris Twiggs as well at the booth. And um we we're talking about how you know we were do I'm doing the challenge and everything and I was saying to him like I remember when it was difficult to do a 5k and he was saying yeah that it's I remember it too and I remember the first time I did a 5k and um one of the things that it reminds me of is that there's so many people I saw with their friends very excited to pick up their bibs and they were doing the the races together and I feel like that's also a princess thing too is that come in and they you know, they all say like, let's all do this 5k together and let's, let's do it. And then you see them come in, you know, year after year, my friends included, um, shout out to Casey. And we just start, you know, we're doing these challenges together. And I feel like that's another thing about princess. That's so special to see. I think it's neat. Yeah, I think it's neat. I, I'm going to, I'm going to move on to the 5k because another observation I had in the 5k and we'll talk about other things in a second. I saw more young children in the 5K than I've seen in any other event running yeah. with their running with their mom. And I thought that was marvelous. It was most, mostly little girls, but not exclusively. And I thought that was pretty cool. Bob, did yes. you have any stickers? Oh, come on. You, yeah, yeah, of course. You yes, I did. <laughs> I did. I had stickers. And, um, I, and we gave a lot out. And Becky likes to give them out now too. I need a sticker. I need a sticker. My favorite was Adam's daughter at the meetup. I have good size stickers, 
for good little boys and girls. <laughs> if not, you got a sticker of coal. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I don't have a lot of those. But I do have rolls of these little tiny stickers. And I'll typically open the roll and tear it off and give a kid five stickers or six, whatever the roll is. So I, I gave her a roll of five. And then I then I get another five ready, right? Yeah, she she grabbed those. <laughs> and and Adam started to go, no, nah, leave her alone, Adam. She's just being a kid. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it. And I looked down and she's got, and the picture's on Facebook. She's got five stickers on each arm. <laughs> she's proudly walking around with those. I took a picture, so it's cute. Okay, so the question we all want to know, how well did Tinker Bob go over in the 5K? <laughs> Tink, Tinker Bob was a big hit. Also, I listened to last week's episode on the way home. John, you get credit for being the first one to mention Tinker Bob. So I'm giving you credit for coming up with that name. I don't I don't know. Others could too. Um, I will tell you sincerely that I put that wig on and I put those wings on. And I'm walking around with this wand and it's tutu and I felt silly. Oh, because that's not silly enough, because a six and a half foot tall Tinkerbell isn't silly enough. I hadn't shaved for 10 days. So I had yeah. all that stubble to go with the Tinker Bob look. And uh, I felt silly for about 15, 20 seconds. And then I saw the reaction I was getting from people. And it was great. It was great. You know how I, I think it was, uh, I think it was Brittany who talked to us about PRing and fun. Um, that was it. Or she she talked about the energy Aww. that others get out of your costume. I thought this is great, and it was great. It was fun. People were laughing. They were having fun, and I loved it. I loved it. It. I don't know that Tinker Bob's going to make a return anytime soon. And my wife, if you run into Becky and she tells you about me wearing it around the house, that's not true. <laughs> didn't one time okay but no <laughs> anyway, anyway no the, well you gotta test out the costume Bob. i know <laughs> nothing nothing new on race day exactly. oh yeah we, we had a lot new on race day i promise, <laughs> I promise. <laughs> but um but for somebody who had never done costumes before until jack talked me into doing a costume at marathon weekend you're welcome <laughs> when sam eagle came along um i think costumes for 5ks are going to be a Thing of the future for me it was fun it really was you brought a little bit of joy to 3 a.m for us bob <laughs> if that's what it takes that's when it was really funny to me was walking to the bus take the first steps out of the hotel room walk into the bus but it, it really was okay so so i guess you're not afraid of heights so will we be seeing you zip lining down from the castle <laughs> <laughs> I would pay to see that. I, well, Absolutely. picture it, picture it. <laughs> Opening night of the return of Happily Ever After. And who comes out of the castle? But Bob. Tinker, Tinker Bob. Bob. You, can't you wouldn't miss him. him. A six foot Tinkerbell. We're, we're, we're joking, having fun. And I would tell you truthfully, oh, yeah, I'd do that. I would. I would def- yes, I would. Yes, I would. I've done stuff like like that before, and I, I've, I've repelled out of a helicopter. So, yeah, I'd come sliding. Helicopter, castle, you know, same yeah, difference. Ain't not much difference. <laughs> but and and as much fun as that was, um, 
let's move along a little bit here. The 5K. Hey, I thought the weather this weekend, and I'm Florida boy, I thought the weather this weekend was excellent. I thought we got really lucky again in terms of, uh, it was a little warm, but it wasn't too bad. I didn't Coming think. into the 5K, it was really um, different because I'm coming from the north, so it was. Yeah. It felt really hot and it felt really heavy, like it felt oh, super humid. Yeah. Oh, it was. Humidity was up. Yeah. 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 In fact, we had fog all three days, I think, didn't we? Yeah, the first day leaving, I think, it started and we went, wow, mm-hmm. this is really something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, no. to be continued, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. We'll talk about that more, I'm sure. Right. I'm not ignoring our guests here because neither Megan nor Taryn ran the 5K. I know. I'm learning about it through you guys. I'm I'm doing it vicariously as you guys are talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing 5Ks because that's what Becky does. But Becky had fun this weekend, too. I'll, I'll comment on that here in a little bit. But she had a really good time. I'm trying to talk my kids into uh, the 5K for wine and dine. So uh, I'm going to pray and pray that I can wake them up that early. Yeah. (laughs) And then you can do a group family costume and it will be amazing. We have it it planned out. Cool. Ah! Ball cap uh, everything. Very nice. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I feel like I need to know more. (laughs) I I think it's going to be a secret for a while, Lexi. Uh, Greg had his five-year-old daughter at Wine and Dine, and we actually did a, a show with uh, families on. In fact, I met Mackenzie. You remember Mackenzie from mm-hmm. our episode? What a sweetheart she is. And uh, she, yeah, she was there. She got a sticker. I'm pretty sure she got a sticker. <laughs> I want a sticker. I had a cast member okay. walk up to me uh, yesterday and she handed me two stickers and she yeah. said, sometimes adult needs stickers it's too. True. And I'm like, you're so right. You're so that's how it started. That's how the whole thing started. And I, I don't know if I've, I've told this before, but I don't know about it on the podcast. My wife and I typically go around our anniversary, which is the end of October. And so we're wearing the button, right? Celebrating our anniversary. Cast member says, I need to give you something. Here's some stickers. Great. What am I going to do with stickers? Found a little kid uh, in the parking lot, actually, waiting for the tram. And I said, would you like these? And they lit up. It was a little guy. He lit up. Oh, my goodness. It was amazing. It was amazing. That is so much better than my experience because I bought a hook to take a picture in Pirates. And then I tried to give it to a little kid. And they looked at me like I had 10 eyeballs. <laughs> and this hook and they were like, no. No, I have, I have an iPad, Taryn. Thank you, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, Bob, you just must have a much friendlier face than I do. <laughs> I don't know. It worked. It works, and it works. Like All right. Uh, 5K now. I didn't run the 10K. In fact, I, well, Megan did. Yes, I did. Megan, Megan, that was your first race of the weekend. That's right. I spectated as well. Awesome. And Jack, Jack was out there spectating. And Allie ran the 10k but Megan I'll I'll let you start what were your thoughts on the 10k oh I was just so glad to be out there I'm it's so excited to get back in racing again uh, because um, last year was the first race after COVID and then I just haven't raced at all um, in the past year and I'm kind of okay with that because this is my thing um, being perfect challenger is 
is enough really. Um, so yeah, the 5k or excuse me, the 10k was great. Um, I met some great people on the way there wearing awesome costumes. Me, I kind of go simple. Um, my sister and I wear the same thing every year. Um, even though she's in another state running on her own without me, um, we do it in solidarity. Um, so that's the 10k outfit of the day. Um, but yeah, no, I thought security, um, has really upped their game. Um, I think it was about the same last year as well. And, um, so that process went smoothly. Um, buses were great on the way there from the resorts. Um, I met up with some friends that I, I met at the half last year, um, but we were in different corrals. So we quickly parted ways, unfortunately. Um, so got in the corral, met some other great people. Shout out to Sheena and Kristen. And, um, oh, I also met some, uh, a, a mom and her two daughters, um, and they were going to go get athletes with disabilities tags and I saw them lining up and I cheered them on. So that was fun. I uh, wish I had gotten to hang out with them a little bit longer. Uh, as for the course, uh, it's kind of a blur. <laughs> they all run together okay. a little bit anymore right. for me. <laughs> yeah, I bet they do. I um, bet they do. Oh, no, the, the construction um, in Epcot is still ongoing. So, of course, oh, yeah. that, that finish is a little bit different than it was last year. Um, and I, I hope that it gets changed again, you know, um, to something yeah. more uh, traditional. I hope some walls come down. Yeah. Um, Allie, what, are you, what were your comments on the 10K? Uh, well, I started um, with my friends in corral d that was the last corral and we ended up sort of towards the back and i i i saw fellow rise and runner mary and we were chatting and she said um well i'm trying to dead last start and i looked around and i was like oh we're literally in the back of the (laughs) corral with everyone and we and we met up with them couple of the balloon ladies who were on our podcast not so long ago yes. as well and yes. we're chatting with them and so this was my first dead last start ever uh and i had a lot awesome. of encouragement because, yeah it was super fun um yeah so that was cool i'm i'm really happy to hear you talk about the dead last start um and the balloon ladies uh, Allie, because um i was surprised i was tracking molly um to see that they didn't start until more than an hour after the start wow um, wow! That yeah. was a really long start, and I felt like I had a really good head start in Crown C. Sure enough, um, yeah. So I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I'm at mile three, and they see I'm slow. Uh, <clears throat> they were not even started. I was, I was, yeah, I was like entering Hollywood Studios, um, and yeah. So that was really exciting. Um, one other thing I was going to say. Um, I met a mom and her daughter and, um, they were, um, the mom is actually my age and the daughter is 25 and I'm like, well, I have a four-year-old. Um, but it was her first 10 call who was really super nervous and, um, they had done the 5k together the day before and the daughter was doing the challenge as well. So it was a really great experience. And they were like, we don't want to hold you back. I'm like, no, no, this is all about, let's just take it easy. I'm speed walking. I've got to run tomorrow. So I was really happy to just meet new people and cheer some new runners on. You bet. 
Now, Jack, you were out on the course cheering. Yeah, so I was at the start line, like right at the start where everybody was um, obviously going off. And um, so about the balloon ladies, I didn't realize they did this. I was like, oh, I see them coming. And because <laughs> they haven't crossed the start line yet. And then it was really unique because, Allie, I was trying to find you, which somehow, even if with the dead last start, I still did not even see you somehow. I, I don't even know what happened. It was dark. It was dark. But, but they will hold the balloon ladies at yeah. the start line with the lights of the start line turned off and the bicyclists in front of them. Yeah, so I noticed that go too. Forward. And then they waited a good minute, about yeah. 100 meters f- before. Um, they even sent them out on their way. And right. I was just like, I had no clue they did that. I thought they they literally went, I knew they went last. Really? But I didn't know that they hold. Yeah, you should have even let them go. You should have you should listen to the episode that the balloon ladies are on, Jack. I did. I was there. <laughs> I don't know how I don't remember that, but it no, was, it was like, surprising. Because when yeah. I started, I we you know we got like our first couple intervals in, and then I looked behind and I was like, oh, I don't even see them yet. And then they rounded yeah. like a slight corner, and I was like, oh, they're kind of farther behind than I thought because they did right. say that that they started a little. Yeah, they delay. We hold back as far as we can until they tell us we have to go. But Mm -hmm. I didn't realize it was, it was quite a bit. Yeah, Yeah. it was a a little. It it was visually shocking. I think is what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Well, as they went by, I was like, "Go balloon ladies!" (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I I just I feel like they need cheered on too, you know, because they're running. They do. Oh, for sure, for sure. I think they are very underappreciated. The weather for the 10K was very similar to the 5K where it, it was just yeah. very thick air. Mm-hmm. And same thing too. It's it When we left, when we started to leave, it started to be a little bit misty and foggy. And it was kind of supernatural looking. And it was mm-hmm. it's like, this mm-hmm. is so cool. I've never really seen this before. A little eerie, but very yeah. cool. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, remember, I remember pointing out to someone, I said, look at the, uh, look at the lights. And when you can see the haze, the halo around the lights, the humidity is way All up. All of my pictures are blurry. Every single one really? I took with my phone it has that streak because it was so blurry. And maybe it was uh, just my... That was like me for a Sunday. Okay. So, yeah, I feel that. Well, all right. Speaking of Sunday, let's move on to the half. And just talking about the half, Taryn, I'm going to let you kick it off on talking about the half please yes please talk about your amazing costume that you went deep into the archives for because when i saw this picture it put a massive massive smile on my face (laughs) it was a costume that if you know you know type of thing but there were so many people that were looking at me and my sister and they're like you know, they see her dress as the milk carton, me as the nutrition label, and they don't even know how to process it. <laughs> and so some people would just look at my sister and be like, uh, go milk. <laughs> like, hey, food rocks. And most people remember it as Kitchen Cabaret. Yeah. I, from, and these characters weren't even in Kitchen Cabaret, I don't think. They weren't even introduced until it was food rocks. So we were very much 90s food rocks. <laughs> Oh, yes. And I was so excited. I had everything purchased, my giant sunglasses, my gloves. I get to Florida and I realize I forgot all of my accessories at home. 
Aww. It was so sad. So I was going to meet up with you guys at the food trucks on Saturday, but instead I was going to Party City, Dollar Tree, Hobby Lobby, trying to put together Ooh. all of the new accessories for the costume. Oh, well. <laughs> well, you get another chance springtime. Oh, I don't know if you're going to springtime, but we'll talk later on that. Um, <laughs> how'd the race go? The race was amazing. So my sister did it with me. It was her first run Disney, um, her third half marathon. And she has cystic fibrosis. So I just have to say that because it's so cool because she pushes herself mm-hmm. so hard. Um, mm-hmm. And so she did amazing. And I, you know what I have to say? My my only – is this a complaint? I don't know if it's a complaint. I don't want to be a Karen. Right. So um, – <laughs> In the expo, you guys tell me, or in the corrals, you guys tell me what you do. So if you're in C, you don't have access to porta potties. So you have to oh. jump the fence to go to like the A, B porta potties. So then when you come back, people look at you like you're jumping the fence, but I'm not jumping yeah. the fence, I'm trying to get back in. So we actually, right. we were like, well, we're going to go back behind where we were so people don't think we're cutting. Well, they still thought we were cutting. So this lady was like very like, you know, you're not supposed to do that. You're going to get kicked out. And I'm like, I I'm way further back than I was. I swear. Yeah. I just had a last minute pee. <laughs> yeah. But, th- that's you. Yeah. That's unique to that start set up on the half and the full when you're out on the road. Yeah. Yeah. But I also like, feel like it wasn't talked about before like this past marathon weekend, really. Yeah, and the other start lines because you have access to the porta potty super easy from from C. Right, but that's right. This one you have no other option but to jump the fence and come back in, but it definitely frustrates people, and I don't really know how to do that other than to add more porta potties or just you know profusely apologize to everybody. I'm sorry, I'm not cutting. I'm sorry, I'm not nah, cutting. Let them be fr- <laughs> let them be frustrated. What the heck? They you're not, you're not hurting anybody. Yeah. No, it's fine. Um, but it was, it was honestly, it was such, such a good race. And my sister watching her experience run Disney for the very first time was magical. Yeah. I mm-hmm. would end up, I run a little faster than her. So I would run, um, I would, you know, sprint and then I would, I would get to a point and then I'd kind of run back and find her and then we'd run together. Cause I really wanted to make sure we went through the castle together and the finish line uh-huh. and Jack. I saw you at Epcot, my yeah. sister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so it was just, it was really fun. It was fun cheering her on. And we definitely had some of that weird weather. Um, and I was really hot in my costume. I ditched my big costume um, by mile six. And my <laughs> sister wore her milk carton to the finish line. She was bound and determined to wear that thing. And it was heavy yeah. and it was hot. <laughs> Good for can her. I tell, can I tell you, Taryn, that that brings up like a really funny idea I had for a costume and, and I want to do it, but I want someone else to steal it too. Or maybe we could all do it. So I was thinking it would be a really hilarious costume to just start with a basic plain running outfit. And then as you go down through, just pick up any discarded props <laughs> and add them to your costume so that each... <laughs> As the photo stops get more yes. and more, your costume gets more elaborate with like t- extra tutus and like, gloves <laughs> and whatever like things that people just can't do anymore. That would be incredible. <laughs> if you want a partner in crime for that, Allie, I am right there with you. Okay, You're on to something. Do it. You're it on to something. Amazing. Um, did anybody stop in the villains photo op line? Because oh, I yeah. would 
15 minutes. No, oh, you wow. didn't. Yes. Wow. But it was wow. like by the time you were in it and I'm like you're like seven, eight minutes and you're like, I haven't really moved much. You're like, do I ditch or no, I've already waited eight minutes. I might as well keep, you know, to stay. But you're watching all those people pass and you're so sad. Mm, <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. I a picture of it, but I didn't stop. Yeah, good. Okay. Okay. Uh, Megan, your thoughts on the half, please. Oh, I, I, I totally agree with Taryn. It was awesome. It was amazing. It was wonderful. Um, again, it's my 13th time to do it. Um, yeah. and so it's all a little different, you know, like the one big thing was like, oh my gosh, that's a new road. This road has never been open before, um, right mm. before the speedway car care center. Um, Oh, right. Yeah, right. no, the, the weather was great. It started a little cooler than the 10K. The, the sun came up and the the fog came in. That was beautiful and really helpful um, in blocking that that radiant heat. Um, but yeah, no, I, again, I was in C for the uh, start and I I was, so my, my husband, Mark, uh, was one of the Galloway Pacers. And right. he started four minutes before me. Um, so it, he ended up waiting an hour and 15 for me. Yeah, though. So <laughs> that's, all. that's okay. Um, but no, I had never started so early before. You know, races in the past had started at 530. Or if right. I started at five, I was in a later corral placement. And so mm-hmm. this was my first time to run through contemporary uh into magic kingdom and it was still dark yes and yep. i got into the magic kingdom when yes. it was still dark for the first yep. time Aww. and i legit i feel dark. you megan <laughs> yes. 13 special. times and this is the yeah. oh, i get it yeah i get it so, yeah um, absolutely but again going back to the start um for me i had seen that one of my friends that i had met at tower of terror 10 miler in 2014. Um, I saw that she was around and going to be racing. And so I messaged her. I'm like, Hey, uh, are you running tomorrow? You're here. Oh my gosh. Um, what corral are you going to be in? So she said she was also going to be in C. So Sunday morning I said, Hey, are you here? Where are you? And so we messaged back and forth for a little bit. I have only met her once before and hadn't seen her in almost eight and a half years. And she wove her way to, through the crowd and found me big wow. hug like oh my god wow. uh and you know we kind of hash it out like pacing what are you gonna do okay what's your goal okay 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 and um we started off a little faster than i would have liked um but we you know kind of evened it out did some 30 30s and uh, had a great time together we had so much fun together Turns out my friend was wearing a dead last start target on her back because her husband is the one who tracks all of the data. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a lot of fun. We had um, some dead last start uh, people come running by us. I think four people passed us. Um, Yeah. So it was pretty awesome. Now, obviously, I know this doesn't really affect Jack all that much because you're just so darn speedy and, you know, you're, you're just lightning. Um, so my, my, my questions for the rest of the, the ladies and, and Bob, even you know, yourself as well. Um, obviously I know this race is not as, or the half is maybe a few less thousand than the half from marathon weekend. Oh yeah. 
Ali, if you remember our experience during the half, during Marathon Weekend, you and I walked through the castle. What was that experience like for this race? Slightly less walking through the Like, it was still... It was still for me. I don't know. I'm kind of far back in the packs, but like we kind of the uh, we walked sort of a little more briskly, I guess. Allie, it you was didn't very do packed. Start? You didn't do dead last. Not start for, for this half? one. Not for the half. No, no way. <laughs> I I don't care how many times I go down Main Street, and it's special. And it yeah. was like Megan said. I got there in the dark also, and you turn the corner, and I was. I even said I was walking with my friend Karen. I'll, I'll explain a little more in a little bit. I even said to her, ah, you know, I don't think, nope, it's emotional. I don't care how many times you do it. And I turn the corner and it's dark and the castle's just sitting there against, oh man, it's beautiful. It's, it looks uh, so beautiful. It's yeah. so, it makes me tear up every single time. Yeah. Just they're just, you just, I mean, I know they're not there for me, but in my brain, in that moment, all of those oh, yeah. spectators are yelling for me. There for me. Oh. I don't know about you. They're all there for me. <laughs> I, I, I started this, I don't know when, a couple years ago, but at some point on Main Street, I will walk over to the crowd and I can be pretty loud and say to them, I don't know any of you. <laughs> I may never see you again, but I love you all. Uh, yeah. Keep going. The um, lady I had run with the day before, she said, I'm going to look for you. I'm going to be tracking you. And she literally found me. She yelled my name and I was able to catch her on video and, and vice versa. She took pictures of me. So I'm like, oh. Yeah. I mean, I know she was there for her daughter, but. No, but that, that's just it. That doesn't matter. No. They're there for, they're, they're all there for someone. That's right but they end up being there for everyone. And it's so appreciated. It's great. It's so appreciated and you feel it, you know, as yeah. a runner, you really yeah. truly feel it. It energizes you. It keeps you going. You know, there are just yeah. moments when you're like, oh my gosh, why, why, why did I do this? And they're like, okay, <laughs> this is why. Okay. Never mind. And I paid for it too. Yeah. That was yeah. a silly thought. This is why. I did the cool part about it at princess is it's halfway. So yeah. you get that like boost of energy just to get you through the second half of it. For sure. I went through the castle. It was amazing because it was right at sunrise. So it was like, well, it was still dark. It was dark all down Main yeah. Street. I waited at the end of Main yeah. Street for my sister. Um, and then I filmed her coming. So then we could go around and go through the castle together. So then by the time we got to the front of the castle for that, you know, castle picture, the sun was like just rising. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I got to experience, I mean, like all the seasons. Oh. In that <laughs> that's wonderful. That's, that's great. That's great. It was perfect. I don't know if this is a new one or if I just missed it during marathon weekend or wine and dine, but there, the five mile marker was Louisa from Encanto. Oh yeah. And, um, and I had been I had gone to Kauai and Pizza Apparel and gotten a Louisa dress. And Aww. so I was very excited. Aww. So like I took pictures and someone was like, You look just like her because I have like a, a little muscles and <laughs> it made me feel very like excited to be in costume. I don't Aww. normally wear a costume, but though but thanks Greg for recommending the Kauai and Pizza Apparel because oh, you bet it was so comfortable. That's great. That's great. I'll toss in a couple of observations on the half. Observation number one, after the 5K, I got to shave. I felt a whole lot better. <laughs> 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 I got rid of them whiskers. Uh, 
that was good. Um, a a friend, a friend of the podcast, a friend from Customized Training, Karen, contacted me a couple days before the race and said, I have a friend, Danielle, who will be in a wheelchair for this race. I know you've helped with wheelchairs before. Will you help me? I said, I'm honored. I would absolutely help you. I, I thank you for giving meaning to the, to the half marathon for me. So we got there and Karen's husband, Guy, built a race chair. I mean, he built it that week. It was awesome, the job he did. Now, he's, he's a professional metal worker, so it's right up his, his alley. And he got help from a bicycle shop, et cetera. But my goodness, what, what a tremendous job he did. So we all started together. The, uh, the Roll Disney folks, the competitive racers, they go out first. The athletes with disabilities leave from the back of Corral B. And I happened to be in the Corral B for this race anyway, so it worked out perfectly. So all of us were together at the start. Guys pushing the wheelchair at the start. Our our plan is, Karen and I plan to walk. I, I walk fast. She can keep a good pace. And she says to me, Guy has never run more than seven miles at any time in his life. So... We know he's going to need help. So, okay, cool. Guy starts to run. Then he realizes he's left the two of us. He turns and looks back. I look at Karen, look back at Guy, and just say, go ahead. Never saw him again. Wow. <laughs> wow. Go, Guy. <laughs> so, saw him. Uh, the next time I saw him was after I'm through the shoots and out and past. And he, he finished. He finished. He pushed that thing in three hours. You push that thing in three hours flat. That's have, and I've, I've pushed one the whole distance myself. I will tell you, that's a pretty daggum good pace. So, congratulations. Karen and I walked the whole thing. Uh, I appreciated her company. That was fun. It's, it's good for me to walk with somebody. And maybe this is my ego speaking, but when I walk with somebody, I'm talking with them. And when I'm talking with them, invariably, someone will come up to me and go, I know that voice. <laughs> there's nothing, there's nothing kinder you can say to a podcaster than I know that voice. My favorite quote of the day was our friend Tori who comes to me and she said, Oh my God, it's the soundtrack for my dopey training. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. Um, my last comment and Ali, I'll get to you in a second here. My last comment, a big thing for the races for me has been since uh, 2016, Wine and Dine. And they were gone for a little while, and that's the choir at the end of the race. Yeah. They, they used to be there only for the long race of the weekend. Now they're there all the time. That's another group I make sure to show the love. I run over and, and shout at them, and they their reaction is fantastic when I do that. I love you guys is mm -hmm. what they hear. So that, those are my uh, reflections on the half. Ali, I think I kind of cut you off. Go ahead. No, you didn't cut me off at all. I was just going to say that Megan alluded to this, but I feel like Guy probably, even if he did look back at some point during the, the last quarter of the, <laughs> the race, I don't think he would have been able to see you, Bob, even if you were right next to him, because it got so crazy foggy that you couldn't see, I don't know, more than 20 feet in front of you. I had never seen so much fog 
in a race in my entire life. And it was so, like Megan had said, it was so needed because during that like overpass of doom at the end that goes towards Epcot that normally wipes Mm -hmm. everybody out at Princess, everybody was just so happy for that cloud cover and there was it was it stayed cool the whole time mm-hmm. there was a cool breeze going but it was so foggy that people had people were covered in in dew like your hair just had little like dots of dew all over it it was like nothing i had ever seen at any disney race ever it was crazy weather were you sparkling like the dew ally <laughs> yes well, all the princesses were a little more sparkly <laughs> okay the one thing I want to draw attention to is the amazing accomplishment of our co-host and more important friend, Jack. What? <laughs> this woman ran a 100K a week ago. Yeah. Yeah, she did. That's 62 to- miles, friend. 62.2 <laughs> miles, exactly. She tows the line at the Princess Half Marathon. She negative split the race (laughs) and was just 90 seconds shy of getting a proof of time at this race. When, Jack, you didn't even think that you were going to run it. When I saw your stats, I I was the the amount of pride that that like washed over me was like borderline emotional. And I just want to make sure that you get all the, the, the props and the in kudos and great to everybody else who ran too. like an amazing, amazing accomplishment. But just knowing that what you have endured in the last two weeks, I just wanted yeah. to make sure that our listeners knew what you did and how proud you should be of yourself. You're about to make a cry. Greg. <laughs> well, thank you. No, um, to be honest. And a lot of people don't know this, but um, so first off, I, didn't get the day up before off of work. So I worked till min just after midnight. And so I only got one hour of sleep. So I was staying on my feet for 10 hours, then got one hour of sleep and got ready and then just left for the race. And Amazing. The, <laughs> I was, it was a long day. <laughs> but, yeah. but um, the thing that a lot of people didn't see, cause I kind of kept to myself. Um, I, when I got there, I went straight into the corrals. I didn't stop because um, I don't know what was going on with me mentally, but I got extremely anxious to the point of almost crying. Mm. Um, and I had a, I think it had a lot to do with what happened the week prior during the 100k. And, yeah. um, I remember cause I saw Chris twigs in the corral and I went over to him. I was like, I don't know. And I'm not trying to be funny when I say this. I'm like, I think I have some kind of PTSD from that race or something because I'm extremely anxious and I'm like, and I don't ever get like this for any race. And, yeah. um, but I'm happy that I was able to race because once I crossed that start line, that giddiness that I've always had, um, whenever I run came rushing back and it was exactly what I needed after such a very, um, hard run. And, um, I think the thing that made me so happy was looking at the joy around me and seeing that and how everybody's face is smiling. I'm just like, it reminds me why we run and why we, why I love being a part of this community. And um, it's like none other. And also I want to put this out. It was my five year running anniversary. 
that day five yeah. years ago I ran my first ever half marathon and it was at the princess half marathon weekend in 2018 and that was why that? I signed up for this one and I was like I'd be really sad if I didn't make it but I will say I was sore and I told Chris Twiggs right before we started I said I promise I'm not gonna go out hard I just want to get like a in my head I'm like okay I just want to get like a, around a 220 I think that'll be solid that's I think that's where I'm gonna stay I'm not gonna go crazy maybe oh no wait wait no I'm gonna I'm gonna run the first half like really like the first point five because there has to be a crazy awesome character and then I'm gonna calm down and then I never did. Uh, <laughs> what a what a what a surprise! I know, <laughs> Jack. I was totally there with you with the lack of sleep. Um, I was I get horrible race anxiety, and so I struggle to fall asleep. So I was in bed at six p.m. ready to fall asleep. I had three glasses of sleepy time tea and all it did was make me have to pee a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. I didn't I go get to that. until like 1230 and my alarm no. was set for 215. So I I was right there with you with the lack of sleep. Oh, so man. you're up there. But the thing is, is that once you, you are too. That, that energy just sort of surrounds you and you're like, okay, I can do this. It's mm-hmm. fine. I'll sleep later. <laughs> I slept the, for the rest of that Sunday too. After oh, and I cheer. Oh, I forgot to say this. I cheered right after I got done. I mean, those goo energy chews really helped my energy. Oh, but okay. I, I was so beyond excited to see everybody. It was so beautiful. I was right at the Epcot bus loop, um, right before mile twelve, and I. It's like a. I'm so proud of you guys. I'm so proud of everybody. I'm just so happy to see you guys all crushing your goals. Um, so congrats to everybody. I'm so proud of you, Jack. Well, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, Jack, I wanted to tell you that um, you were the first and only person I saw wearing a medal on the course. Um, What? Yeah, I didn't see anybody else wearing a medal before I got to the finish line. Normally, I will see somebody wearing medals, like walking up the hill right before uh, mile 12, right? Um, But... Because I had such an earlier start, um, there wasn't anybody there walking along with their medals to show off until I saw you. And I was like, hey, you had the Rise and Run podcast. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be talking on today. <laughs> 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 um, but, yeah, so <clears throat> the because of the way that the course finished, there was nobody inside Epcot to cheer. Yeah. Right? Because of I, construction. Right. And... Um, Yeah, so it was just interesting, different. The other thing I wanted to say regarding sleep deprivation, yeah, I was there too. Oh, gosh. Uh, Oh, yeah, we all are to a degree. Uh, Four-year-olds and and an earache. Mm -hmm. Oh, my. It it had to have been a a good day for PRs because um, I did the race with my crew. It was Heidi, Casey, Jen, myself. And both Jen and Casey PR'd this race as well. And I That's think awesome. I, I think the weather was perfect. Yeah. I think that, you know, it, it just the extra highway. I know a lot of times people um, talk about the highway being like a little boring, but it opens up. So you're never feeling crowded yeah, in that space. Yep. And so I actually love this course because um, there's not a lot of bottlenecks that like, you know, going through different spots, like you can kind of really open up and and I've, I've PR'd at Princess before too. It's a really cool race for that. Um, and I want to say also for cheering, I saw, um, I saw Tony cheering. Um, and I can't oh, remember, cool. 
I can't remember whether it was at the 10K or the half. Um, I think it was at the half, but I, I don't want to say the wrong thing. <laughs> so sorry, Tony, I can't remember which race it was, but it was really cool to see him because it, it was the first time that I had had someone on the course that day, you know, yell out like, Allie, I see you, I see you. And it made me really, I don't know, made me really happy for the rest of the That's race. neat. Yeah, that's fun. Um, Jack, one of the things I did want to say, um, circling back a little bit to what you were saying about a little bit of PTSD from your last run, that's a real thing. Um, I know like sometimes whenever you DNF or whenever you have a really hard race, um, cause I, I experienced that with Berlin, um, you know, to all of the listeners out there, like if you are feeling super anxious about coming up on a race because you maybe you didn't finish dopey or maybe you attempted the princess 5k and you weren't able to get through it or or you know you got injured right before the weekend and you had to pull out of the races like that is okay you know and um sometimes it takes a race or two or like for me six months before you get over get over it and you know start to enjoy running again but i promise you it'll come and we'll be here for you cheering you on okay cool very good i i agree with you i I think some of that jack also let's not forget that one hour of sleep thing that had something to do with that too yeah so i know we've talked about all the races in general i mean we know most of the courses because they've been repeats of the past but for, you know, regardless of whatever race it was, were there any notable or cool or unique character stops along the way for any of the races? Oh, yeah. The one that I was like, I, for me, a lot of the princesses, I, I love the princesses, but I go for ver- the very unique ones you don't usually see. And when I saw Mulan with friends, um, I saw about 150 meters away. You want to talk about a dead sprint. <laughs> i ran man it felt so good (laughs) um but yeah they were one of my favorites and so was the villain stop over at at the end of magic kingdom i like the um i don't know her name but i like the girl chipmunk with the hula outfit on wait she was out yeah she was out at one of the races and then another notable one was um jester goofy which i love i love and that one and, and night donald i always love to see Jester Goofy's the only one I almost stopped for, but I did. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good one. Uh, the only um, one I stopped for was Fancy Nancy. Um, yeah, so ooh la la. I know oh, she's she's pretty cool. Um, so there was no line; I could jump right in. Um, that was really nice, right before um, going into Epcot. And um, my friend and I also uh, made a quick pit stop um, to see um, Figment. Cause that was cool to see like, a big stack. That was cool. Them. Very yeah. good. Very good. You know, I didn't really, I was excited about the villains. And when I got there and I started my 15 minutes, the queen of hearts was out. And then by the time I got up, she was gone and I was so sad. So that was really like, I love having all the villains together. And I will say that, um, uh, the evil queen was incredible and gave everybody the meanest looks and I <laughs> held her stares until the next person was yes so it was funny because I looked at her and she started her pose and I was like I'll 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 do the same man I gave her that look like I'm about to twin you up and so I did her pose <laughs> and we took the picture she looks at me she's like 
that was a nice choice. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you so much. (laughs) I loved her. I influenced Jack. I take credit for that. (laughs) And then my, I would say my other character stop, which I didn't stop and take a picture was Jack. <laughs> right, right, right. It was so good seeing you, though. It was so good. I was like, I want to stop and give you a hug. <laughs> you gave me energy in that last mile, so. Yay! <laughs> Makes me so happy. I, oh, I, like I said, I love cheering, like, literally everybody on. It was, it was such a blessing to see everybody crush their goals, man. And I stayed till uh, the very end where the balloon ladies were, too. So I was like, yeah. Oh. Of course, the unique character stop at the end is is Minnie in her princess outfit waving you across the I finish line. I never saw her. Oh, I love it so much. It's so unique and so special to princess. I they, saw I saw Daisy Duck. Oh, yeah, they, cool. they do rotate in and out and, and take a break. So it could have been a different character. And so course, I guess I also stopped to see Jeff, too. Jeff was, was there, too. There. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff was there at the end. They put Jeff at different places, and this time he was... Right there at the end, right below where it was mini when I came through. But yeah, that's who it was. Jeff was very excited to see my sister in a milk carton. I'll bet. (laughs) I mean, pointing and everybody was just shocked to see this giant milk carton running through. (laughs) I loved it. (laughs) Guys, another another race weekend at Disney World comes to a close. Uh, Week race weekend three of the four, only one left to go. It was exciting. It was fun. First time princess for me. Probably won't be the last, but uh, it was it was great. Any closing thoughts? Yeah. Um, can I just say how weird it was to get a medal in a plastic bag this time? Yes, you can. Although that wasn't the first time. I know we got them before. However, yeah, it was for me, and I was just like, "Hi, oh." All right. Yeah. <laughs> and I got I had somebody take a video for of me putting my medal on because I like I can't get out of this area until I put this medal on. <laughs> it felt so, very strange. And then I you know, I'm like, did they do this to try and protect the metal so people aren't yeah. like, turning in? But I opened mine out of the plastic and the paint was all smeared on it anyway. Yeah. Well that can't really <laughs> did, did you trade yours out there, Taryn? I sure did. And they, yeah. they did. They didn't have any problem giving me giving me another one, which also had defects, but a lot less defects. Oh my! So I was happy. Oh my! Yeah, yeah. Apparently, there's been a few problems. I saw some posts on social media today about folks having problems with their medals, either and not necessarily when they got them right away, but after wearing them just a little bit, and they had some problems. My only suggestion, and you all here and anyone listening knows how much I love Run Disney, but I, I think you need to bring that to, to their attention if there's problems with the metals. And maybe if they hear it from enough people, maybe they'll uh, do something about it because, yeah, you know, you, you've earned it yeah. and it, it needs to, it needs to at least last until you get to get home and hang it up on your wall. And like Karen said, you can, if you notice a defect when you first get your metal, you don't have to wait and write into them. You can go straight to the information booth um, as you exit and they will exchange it out for you. And then I've had something happen to my metal before right after the race and I've noticed it and I've written to them and they've sent it to me up to my house. So yeah, they will send you a new metal if they are able to. 
And I also feel like, um, yes, social media is a platform and we use it a lot, but by reaching out to Run Disney, we say use the contact information on the Run Disney website so that it guarantees that they actually see it. I think sometimes, you know, with this race um, and you go on social media and you kind of see, it's also really good to post on there to see if other people are experiencing maybe the same issue. For me, uh, when the pictures uploaded, our castle pictures were very blurry. And I'm like, was this just for me? Well, it turns out there were a ton of people that their pictures were really blurry and they're not, they're not fixable. Um, and I mean, listen, I, I get it. Like there's a million people out there taking pictures and it's not, everything's going to be perfect, but man, that one that you wait and you go, you go left and you want to be in front of that castle. And I'm like, dang it. Why was it blurry? But it, that was my thought too, is, you know, hopefully a lot of people, if they do have that issue or a metal issue that right into run Disney. And I just have to believe that they'll figure out a way to, to help and, and make it better. Oh, bummer. I wonder if it was just because it was just crazy foggy in that condensation or something like ended up on the lens or something. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be a photographer at run Disney. I think that would be so stressful. And it's all, you know, you think if, if you just would look at the photo and say, Oh, well, it was blurry, but I mean, it's, I don't know. There's probably a really impossible fix for that. There's probably none, but I can hope one can hope. Yep. <laughs> well, just going back to the metals in the plastic bags, it was a surprise to me. Um, but I, Took one second and thought, this is okay with me. I'm okay mm-hmm. with this. Um, yeah, I really love it when they meddle to me. I, I don't like it when they're just handing them to me. Oh, I'd rather be meddled. Thank you very much. Uh, but when they handed me the metal in the plastic bag, I thought, I'm not going to get it scratched. I'm just going to mm-hmm. hang on to this. Yeah. This will be fine. I'm really okay with this. Uh, I did borrow one person's medal for a picture on the 10K. And then for the half, I did take it out and stick it right back mm-hmm. in after the picture. Um, and I do love that satisfying clink, clank uh, of the medals. <laughs> it's such a <laughs> wonderful, too. beautiful sound. <laughs> I love it. Um, especially uh, when the challenge medal bangs up against the mm-hmm. half mm-hmm. and scratches it. But um, <laughs> I was really okay. I think maybe they did that because, um, you know, when people are handing them out, they have them all on their yes. arms and they're just clinking, clanking together. And yeah. I think maybe they were trying to get rid of Minimize. some of the like scratches that come like before you even get no, your I medal. Think, I think you're exactly. right. Exactly. So I, I, like I said, I'm really okay with that this year. And I know a lot of people were extremely disappointed with how they held up, you know, post race and wearing them in the parks and everything like that. But once you do get them home, Amanda over at Once Upon a Marathon on Instagram, she actually has, and again, I'm going to show my geriatric millennial side of me right now. Um, I think she has a highlight on her Instagram page, which is um, like using like some like clear, yeah. Um, lacquer or something like that you know like and she goes through all the steps in terms of like how to help preserve them a little bit more and everything like that so if you're looking for a way to you know like okay yours are okay right now and you want to preserve them as they hang up on your wall and everything like that go over to her instagram account and check that out to for that little tutorial it's uh, really really well done yeah it sure is greg all right my friend so that's it that's princess weekend 2023 great time if you were there I hope we had a chance to say hello. I really, really enjoyed meeting everybody. Taryn and Megan, 
thank you so much for joining us, for helping make this episode a little more special. We look forward to seeing both of you at a future race and maybe back on the podcast in the not too distant future. Thank you so much. I hope so. I love you guys. Thanks for, um, thanks for having me on and uh, we'll see you at uh, Wine and Dine. That's That'll be my next one. Okay. Megan, what's your next one? Well, I'll, I'll probably be at Springtime Surprise even just to go to the expo or to cheer people on. Okay. Well, we'll look for you there. So I know we talked about the ultra marathon, um, the episode prior, and um, obviously we talked about princess because it just happened. Um, if you guys are curious about watching um, either of those, I do have both videos up now. Um, and you will definitely see how foggy it was. I know we mentioned yeah. it during the princess half, but it was really foggy. I've never seen something like that before, but it was such a beautiful race and I can't wait to show you guys. Thanks, Jack. All right, three down, one to go this season. Springtime surprise now six weeks away, my friends. If you are running the half marathon, you have eight miles on your training schedule this weekend for your long run. If you're doing the 10K, five miles on there. And if you are running the 5K, you have two and a half miles or the best part of 5K, not quite but you got two and a half miles on your training schedule for the weekend. I, it, there is no Jeff Galloway training schedule for the springtime surprise challenge. So rather than making one up, which I think is what I've been doing up to now, I don't know where the heck I got that data from before. All I would say to you is it is probably time if you're running the challenge, to look at doubling or maybe even going three days in these long weekends. And when you do that, well, what Jeff would have on the schedule on a challenge typically is to walk the first couple of days. So let's say you're getting ready for the challenge and you're going to walk two miles on Friday, uh, five on Saturday, and then walk, run, walk, run eight on Sunday, but don't take that to the bank. That's just a suggestion from this guy here. If you're trying to get ready for the challenge on springtime surprise weekend, we had a very successful meet and greet at princess. We changed our location. We're over in the food truck area. Now there's some construction going on over there. I was a little nervous that maybe some of that area had been taken away. It wasn't quite as big. And I think it may be a tiny bit smaller, but boy, it worked out great for us. We had, a, we had a lot of fun. We had a bunch of folks there. Shucks, we were there the best part of three hours. We really enjoyed it. We will be doing that again, springtime surprise weekend. And if somebody's got a better idea, and I'm serious about this, uh, it's, it's tough because we know that not everybody can make Saturday afternoon at three o'clock for a variety of reasons. Yet it seems to be that if we hold it the afternoon before the long race for the weekend, that seems to be the best day to do it. Three o'clock seems like a good time. So let's set that up. That'll be three o'clock Saturday. I don't have the date in front of me right now. The Saturday of springtime surprise weekend will meet up. I also want to point out that we've made chat groups 
for each race weekend and they're very active and i have had a lot of fun with those the chat groups are listed on the left hand side of the page it just of our facebook group it just lists the chats click there and you can join the springtime surprise chat uh the 15th is the date for that saturday greg tells me i appreciate it and while i've got greg here Greg, we have any results from the Peloton challenge? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, there was no inspirational speech from a cinematic sports movie that could help us go over the edge. Um, in, the, in the last two weeks or so, Team Will Run For really put the rubber to the road or the cleat into the pedal, whatever whatever you want to call it. Um, but they, they they took it to us. Uh, I think we're, we're still waiting on the final tally um, as we are recording now. But at, at one point, they they have about a 600-mile lead on us. Um, so th- they're, they're going to take this one easily. But all of that being said, I am extremely, extremely proud of... And extremely, extremely grateful uh, to all the participants of this challenge, both on Team Rise and Run and Team Will Run For. Um, we are going to be donating several hundred dollars to the American Cancer Society, as well as Give Kids the World. And um, we're just we're very proud that that we're uh, being able to do that, but also help you know maintain our physical fitness, you know, during these colder months and everything like that. Now, as we're working on the donation uh, side of things so we can get the, the money delved out to the different charities, I know there have been people on both sides of the podcasts who have asked, oh, well, I'm not participating, but I'm interested in donating uh, to said causes. So once we do have official pages set up for that, um, I will be sure to post that on our Facebook page. So for those of you that are just interested in supporting Team Rise and Run, regardless, uh, you'll be able to make a donation to Give Kids the World. And um, I'll talk with um, Tom and Aaron over at Will Run For uh, once we know we have a page there for the American Cancer Society as well. So, again, I want to thank everybody. I want to thank everybody for all the great trash talking that occurred. Um, I think there, there was this was very well received on both ends. So I'm sure we'll be able to do it again in the future or even adapt it to maybe running or some other type of physical activity. So, but again, thank you so much. It was a lot of fun, but congratulations team will run for. Well, Greg, look, win or lose. You said it many times, no losers here. That was a great event. Thanks to everyone who participated from rise and run. Thanks to everyone who participated from will run for also proud of all of you. All right, friends, that means it's now time for the race report. Now, I'm not going to go through all 200 finishers of the Princess Race Weekend. Uh, One more time, we were glad you were there. I know that there were some PRs set during Princess Weekend. So, Greg, PR bell, please. And you know, you know what? One, it doesn't seem, I think we need one more. I think we had more than that. One more PR bell for the collective princess runners. Thank you very much. It was a busy weekend. We had some weekend races going on. Let's start in Fort Worth, Texas for the Cowtown Race Weekend. 
our friend Jason ran both days. Jason ran the 5K on Saturday and the half on Sunday. Said it was 38 degrees in Fort Worth when the 5K started. Our friend Rachel, our friend Rachel was scheduled to run and scheduled to be part of the race report spotlight, but she couldn't make the race because she got sick. Rachel, get better soon, please. And we'll have you on a spotlight in the not too distant future. I promise. Also at Fort Worth, Kate ran a full redemption run for her DNF at her first shot at the marathon in Dopey. I was so excited to see this Facebook post when she put that up. I was so ecstatic for I'm her. I'm happy for her. Yeah, we, we all, you know, we are. We're happy for our friends. We're, we're proud of them all the time. But Kate, here's what Kate says. She doesn't want to do it again for a very long time. The hills were no joke, but the weather was perfect. And she also kind of loved the fact that it fell on the one-year anniversary of her first half marathon. So congratulations on your first marathon, Kate. And since it was her first marathon, what does that mean? PR. There we go. In a race that vies with Princess for popularity, and it is the largest race in the Tampa, Florida area, with about 30,000 runners in, if you count the four races that go on that weekend, the Publix Gasparilla Distance Classic. We had several folks there. Uh, Dawn ran the 8K. Jared ran what's called the Michelob Ultra Gold Challenge, which is the 15K on Saturday and the half marathon on Sunday. He wasn't the only one that did that. The Michelob Ultra Gold Challenge, Sonia ran that one, as did Lori. For Lori, she forgot her gym boss on the 15K, which makes interval running difficult. I, here's a hint. I found this works for me. Count your steps. Don't try to count seconds, but count your steps. And you can make a run-walk-run interval out of that. She finished in this challenge. She finished half marathon number 135. Wow. That's a lot. She didn't do them all on that one day, though, but that would have been a record. But uh, half 135, good job, Lori. Lori got a photo with Meb, I believe. Meb Kobleski is usually at this event, and it's a lot of fun. No, actually, she got her photo with Fitz Kohler. I think Fitz was there as the race announcer. I believe that's what he was doing. I could be wrong on that. Uh, Lauren ran the AK. Lauren had a PR less than one hour. Sandra finished the 5K. Sandra said it was very hot. And our friend Leah finished the half. I saw the photos. She did finish the half. Leah was also scheduled. Once Rachel couldn't make the race report spotlight, Leah was going to join us. Unfortunately, Leah got hurt and she couldn't make it this evening either. We wish her all the best. Leah, I promise you, we'll have you back on the spotlight again before long. Take care of yourself and get better. You too, Rachel. In Atlanta, Georgia, another Publix event. Gaspar uh, Publix sponsors the Gasparilla. Publix sponsored 
the Atlanta Marathon Weekend. On Saturday, the 5K, Allie and Joe ran the 5K. On Sunday, Heather finished her first ever marathon PR. Great finish photo from Heather. Terrific. Allie and Joe also ran on Sunday. This is this is another Allie without an E, but this is not the original Allie without an E. This is Allie with a Y instead of an E. So we still only have one Allie without an E. Um, first, first time at this event for Allie, said it was hilly. Now I'm a little confused by a photo because Allie and Joe, I think, appear in the same photo. They both have half, half marathon medals on, but my notes say that Joe finished the marathon. Joe, great job no matter what you finished. I appreciate it. This weekend was Rock and Roll Las Vegas weekend also. Had a bunch of folks there. 5K on Saturday. Terry, Tommy, and Troy ran that one. Cold and rainy in Las Vegas apparently this weekend. That's what Tommy says. On Sunday, the marathon. Tommy, excellent run for Tommy. Finished 15th in her age group. You know, I made him sound... 872 people in her age group. 15th out of 872. That's really impressive, Tommy. Good job. Uh, in fact, finished in the top half of all the finishers, either male or female. Tracy finished it. First time flying to a race. Felt funny heading to the start at 3.30, especially since it was 3.30 in the afternoon, not 3.30 in the morning like we usually do at Disney. Chilly weather for the Florida girl, but the atmosphere was incredible at the race. DJs and bands about every mile. The amazing Vegas lights. Uh, Apparently, this is just one of only two times they shut down the Las Vegas Strip entirely. This race is one, and there's a Formula One Grand Grand Prix, which would be the other one. Tracy said she had a little trouble. She had a little trouble getting her nutrition dialed in with a, an evening start. So she had some problems, but she finished at better than balloon lady pace. Uh, Kristen was there. I have a note that Kristen was there for bike support. Terry and Katie were also in Las Vegas. On Saturday, let's start on Saturday with the 5K run for veterans in Greenwood, Arkansas. Joe, you know, once I say Arkansas, you know, it's got to be Joe, right? Joe finished third in his age group. Joe says there were seven 70-year-old and older runners at this event. I think that's pretty impressive. All seven placed in three different age groups. They have a five-year age group for 76 to 80. Again, that's impressive. In Augusta, Georgia, the Augusta Half Marathon, Melissa finished that one. In Brooklyn, New York, the Al Gordon Four Miler, Doug ran that one. He PR'd for this course for Doug. 28 degrees when the race started in Brooklyn, but thankfully not windy. In Greenville, South Carolina, the Greenville Half Marathon, Heather finished that. Heather says it was chilly and she was fighting some bad allergies but she still knocked it out 
Kristen also finished in Greenville. A great race, highly recommended. Used a 30-30 run-walk-run interval and negative split the race. Good for you. First time doing that in a half marathon. And she found her some customized training and run Disney friends at the end. And I think that always makes the race more fun. Okay, let's move to Sunday in Auburn, Alabama, the War Eagle Run Fest. Jody did that one. Jody's first half ever. And my, my good friend Kevin was there with his son. Kevin wanted to PR this race, but he, he realized really early on that the course was too heavy for a PR. And around mile four, something happened and he injured his hip. Uh, he keeps on going, compensating, ends up with a sore knee around mile seven. And I, I've known Kevin for years. He he is not one to drop out or quit or not give it his best. So he was banged up. He finished. He still managed to finish seventh out of 24 in his age group. That's pretty good. He and Jody, I, I saw they were talking back and forth on Facebook after they realized they'd both done the race and they both agreed that this one was uphill in both directions. I don't know how that works, <laughs> but, but, uh, apparently with, it's, it's kind of tough. It is a little hilly over there in Eastern Alabama in central park, New York, the New York city runs central park 5k. Emily did that in Pocklington, England, the snake lane, 10 miler, Katie did that one. Uh, she was representing Run Disney with her marathon shirt. She says for Yorkshire, it was surprisingly flat, but, and I quote, someone rudely put a hill in at eight and a half miles. <laughs> Jack, was that you? No? Okay. This was Katie's first 10 miler, so. PR. Congratulations on your Yay! PR, Katie. Not, not knowing English geography geography terribly well, I did a little Google research on Pocklington, England, and it, it looks really pretty. It's just a gorgeous-looking place. I hope you had a great run. Finally, on Sunday, the We Run This Beach Marathon in Gulf Shores, Alabama. Abby finished that one. Before we wrap it up here, I saw on our Facebook group that our friend Susan was having surgery on her knee this week. I think it's an arthroscopic procedure she's having done. Good luck, Susan. We will see you at Wine and Dine. Friends, it's a Zoom call Thursday. Instructions are on our Facebook page. That's going to bring this episode of the Rise and Run podcast to a close. One more time, these weekends are so special. We enjoy them so much, and what makes them special is a chance to meet and greet you. We love that you're there, we love that you're with us, and we always look forward to seeing you, my friends, because you know that if you run, you are our friends. So keep the training going. One more run in this run Disney season. Until we see you again, happy running. The 
Rise and Run podcast discusses general information about Run Disney and is in no way affiliated with Run Disney or the Walt Disney Company. Any information or advice discussed on this podcast should not be considered medical advice and should always consult with your healthcare provider or event organizer.